This is the real coach JB, star Netflix show, Last Chance You. You're listening to everybody's favorite coach, Coach Miniman on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And today, we are joined in studio by Todd Rima. If that name rings a bell, he was head coach of the Cedar Rapids Prairie Baseball Team, guided them to one state championship in his short time he was there, but he is also the head coach of Kirkwood Community College And boy, I was looking through his roster a couple days ago, and he has some loads and loads of talent coming to Kirkwood. And a lot of Dubuque County kids currently playing there. And from what I've seen on social media, some more that are making their way there. So Todd Rima, Coach Rima, thank you and welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to join you. I love to follow what you're doing, and anybody that's promoting baseball, especially in a baseball-rich area like Dubuque County, um, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, and I know a lot of people do um, with that. So thanks, and looking forward to this time. I appreciate that, Coach. I'm sure I'm not going to be the first, and I probably am not going to be the last, but I want to congratulate you. You entered the 600th win club last year during that COVID short season. Congratulations. 600 wins. What, what does that feel like? And what kind of accomplishment is that besides the fact that we're getting old and we've been coaching forever? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is right there. Is, um, it's hard to believe I've been doing this for as many years as I have. This is 20th year as a head coach in college baseball um, and feel very fortunate to be able to start at a very young age and you know you win games with players you win games with talent and and great assistant coaches and I am very fortunate to have some of the best around and have coached some of the best players around so um, you win as a group and that is definitely definitely the way our program is built here at Kirkwood. And that's great to know, and I've heard a lot of coaches say that coaches don't win baseball games. They definitely lose baseball games. It's the players on the field that have gotten those wins for you. So uh, shout out to them as well. Coach, how long have you been at Kirkwood? And if you had to pinpoint some of your greatest memories during your time there, what would they be? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been at Kirkwood for nine years, and going on nine, year nine right now. And for me, um, some of the best moments that I've enjoyed as a coach is anytime our players sign division one, um, that is very important uh, for me, for our program, for our, for our kids. Um, they come to Kirkwood because they want a chance to move on. And I think of a kid like Austin Miller um, signing with Old Miss. He was the first real big power five kid that we had signed to go on, that was a big deal for our program. And for me as a coach, 
that's what it's about is seeing those kids walk in and tell you, Hey, this is my dream school. And I, and, and you tell them, let's make it happen. And it does. And, and that as a coach is what you're trying to do. Um, another big point I think for me is about four or five years ago, we really were able to start get, getting the best players in the state of Iowa to come to Kirkwood. Um, the first few years we, we struggled a little bit. We were trying to show people what we were going to do, how we were going to go about things. Um, and we weren't getting some of the best players. And then it, it just turned for us. We had a class that committed. And ever since then, I, I feel like if you look in the state, a lot of the top players are, are coming to Kirkwood. And that is really important to us. With the school that we have, we feel we can try to recruit the best kids in Iowa. And we want to represent at the national level with the Iowa kid. And that's important to, to us. So I, I think anytime you see those players reach those goals and, and – have the success that they have in the future and see the preseason All-Americans and the things that are coming in right now. I mean, it is just, it, there's no better feeling than that as a coach is to see your players have success. Now I can tell you while seeing coach Rima through our zoom right now, he is very passionate about his kids and he loves his kids. When he was talking about the first kid to commit power five and go to old miss, I mean, his face, <laughs> just brightened up and and I tell you if you're going to Kirkwood if you're undecided give a give a look to Kirkwood and and coach Ryan he's doing a great job coach it's funny you mentioned that four or five years ago you really had some teams commit and it really started to take off and I can tell you my mindset of what I hear in the community it used to be like he's going to Kirkwood why is he going to Kirkwood and now it's, oh my gosh, did you see Kirkwood got another one? Kirkwood got another huge, huge player from our area. And it used to be, why is he not going to Iowa? Now it's, yeah, did you see Kirkwood got him or Kirkwood got another one? So that has definitely, the thinking around the area has definitely changed around Kirkwood. And that's a big tip of the cap to you and your staff at well as well. Now we have kids all ages, I mean, little leaguers could even possibly be listening to this. They don't know the benefits of JUCO. They don't understand the JUCO route. So tell us about your Kirkwood program and then pinpoint what you would think are some of the benefits of the JUCO route in your program. Yeah, first off, I think one of the biggest things with the junior college route is it gives you two more years to grow physically and mentally. And we talk to kids on visits and we ask them, what type of player were you two years ago? And what did your body look like? And now let's think about what you can do in the future here in the next couple of years. And you can start to see that excitement in them. Of, wow, wait a second. I made a big jump in two years. What if I have two more? Um, so it gives them that chance. And the other thing that's very unique about baseball that I think is different than other sports is if you sign to go to the University of Iowa for basketball, you're going you're gonna to get a full-ride scholarship. If you're going to go for football, you're going to get a full-ride scholarship. Well, in baseball, there's 11.7 scholarships. So it gets really tricky as far as how is a Division One school going to use their money to get the most out of their, their, their program and their players? Well, with that, I think a lot of times they're going to give smaller scholarships, okay? or they may ask kids to walk on. They also need kids ready to play. If you're on money, you have to be on you have to be ready to play. Well, coming to a place like Kirkwood helps you prepare for that. And it can help you get a scholarship at a place that maybe you didn't realize 
um, that you could. And that, that happens a lot. Austin Miller, who I talked about earlier, who's at Ole Miss, had zero Division One offers. And he signed at, at Ole Miss after his first year at Kirkwood because he really worked and, and committed himself to getting better. So the, the junior college route right now I think is an unbelievable route, not just at Kirkwood, but any junior college across the country um, to get to where you want to go, and it just gives you more time to, to develop. And I think at Kirkwood, our strength and what we take great pride in is the development piece. Um, my staff is unbelievable. I'm so fortunate um, to have the staff that we have. Uh, Pete Lordson is our hitting coach. Pete is truly one of the best hitting minds out there. Um, for players to be able to come to our program and work with a guy that has been a minor league coordinator um, for hitting in the, in the Indians organization, what an advantage for those kids. And then Anthony Canapil is a young pitching coach that studies it and loves it and has a passion for players and developing them. And he does a tremendous job. And, and then we have two former players. Um, there's nothing about bleeding Kirkwood blue and bringing back that passion that you played with um, in Ozzie Adams and Corbin Day and they're young up and coming coaches. So when you go to somewhere, you've got to be able to develop at this level. You can't go in and be the same player um, after two years that you were when you got there. And those guys just do a great job of, of developing young men, not just on the baseball field, but in the classroom, um, socially making good decisions. So they're ready for life. They're ready to be a father someday. They're ready to be a husband someday and be successful in whatever they do. And I think Kirkwood allows that. And then you just step on campus. We're in an unbelievable place. Um, I feel like I work at one of the best places in the Midwest. Um, great people, unbelievable support. Um, the facilities are, are first class. And it's a great place to be. I know I'm excited to walk in every day and be the head baseball coach at Kirkwood. And um, it gives kids in, in Iowa, in the Midwest, and, and a great place to go and, and grow. And Coach, you mentioned Corbin Day. Was he a Mississippi Valley kid? Because that name is ringing a bell, and I don't think we were ever able to get that guy out at Hempstead. Yeah, he he also played uh, at the – he was a catcher at Prairie for us. And, wow, what a hard-nosed, undersized, gritty, just tough. And, and he um, – I told our athletic director, he is going to be a head coach at, at the collegiate level someday. He just has a special gift. Uh, building relationships with players, coaching them, making them better, and uh, very fortunate to have him on staff. I'm sure you can connect with me. There's names that you only remember because there's been so many names that you've coached against. You never forget the guys that you could never get out, and Connor Klosterman <laughs> was one of them, and Corbin Day was another one. We, we would intentionally walk the guy and still get base hits. He could spray the ball all, all over the ballpark. Now, I, I've seen – on social media, holy cow, if you're uncommitted, give give Kirkwood a look. They have preseason All-Americans all over the country right now. Who are some of the guys that Kirkwood has at Power 5 conferences that came in as preseason All-Americans? Yeah, we're really excited about that. And that's something that has changed for us as the years have gone on. Is Not only are they going to Division ones, but they're going to Power 5s and they're having success. Um, Levi Usher right now is at, at Louisville. Um, he is a preseason All-American. He's also um, been predicted as a first-round draft pick, and that would be great to see. I mean, that would be so neat. You want to talk about the most humble elite athlete I have ever been around, 
it's Levi Usher. Um, there's not a thing that he can't do on the baseball field, but you wouldn't know it if he walked in the room. Um, just an unbelievable kid. Austin Crow um, at TCU, small town Lisbon, Iowa kid. Um, Usher is a Fairfax, Iowa kid. Krobe is a left-handed pitcher. He's been up to 95, 96 right now. Um, and they're talking he could be anywhere from a first to third round pick um, from TCU this year. Usher and Krobe are both in our program for one year, and we're able to get those offers and move on after a year. Um, Cam Cowan is at Campbell University. Um, Cam came in as a kid throwing 83 miles an hour um, and worked his tail off, and we just got video of him throwing 97 the other day. And he's going to be a draft pick. And he's the preseason pitcher of the year in his league. Um, Isaiah Fillard, Iowa City West. Um, he's at the University of Iowa. Preseason All-Big Ten. Um, Isaiah holds the record for hits in a season. He had 101 hits in a season at Kirkwood. Never seen anything like it. And, and then it just goes on. You know, you got Taylor Jackson at Illinois, starting center fielder. Jackson Bennett at Michigan State. Casey Day at Wichita State. Um, there's three kids at Iowa, Kettleson and Lee. We have a young man at Ryder University. We have three guys at Oakland University, um, Ross Kramer and Ellison Hanner at Indiana State. I mean, we'll, in, in three weeks, we're going to have 15 guys opening day that are out there playing Division One baseball, and a lot of them are going to be Power 5 guys at a high level. Um, and, and that's really neat for us. That, Like I said, a lot of those kids didn't have offers at Division One school out of high school, and they bet on themselves. They chose the community college route and were able to reach their goals and dreams, and there's, there's nothing better than that. And we're, we're just looking forward to following this spring. I, I think the summer draft could be really interesting and fun for former Kirkwood players. We, we are looking forward to this summer's draft. It's exciting to hear that, to think that I'm, I'm a debut person. I, I know there's people all over the state that you drive to Kirkwood to watch a baseball game, you might see a potential first round draft pick in in the upcoming drafts that I want to say that's insane to talk about but it's not with the type of level of guys you're bringing in and and what you've done to elevate that program now this was something that I assume that was probably a no because when you think JUCO generally you think toward the negative side, but there's so many positives with JUCO. I didn't expect Kirkwood to have any guys that were ever drafted or any guys that were playing in the major leagues. I went to your website and I clicked on your tab, Kirkwood Eagles, um, in the pros, and I expected to see one or two names, but holy cow, there were tons of names of Kirkwood alums that were drafted or playing professional baseball. Who are some of those guys that we might recognize or give us a little background on some of them? Yeah, Willie Colazzo um, pitched at Kirkwood, and he pitched in the big leagues for, for a long time, had a good career, left-handed pitcher. Uh, Wes Obermuller, unbelievable career, um, came into Kirkwood, kind of a neat story for, for Coach John Lewis, and was a shortstop. Um, ended up transferring to Iowa, started to pitch, and then he had pitching for the big leagues and, and pitched for the Milwaukee Brewers. And guys like Wes, Wes came back and talked to our team one day and just talked about his journey and what it was like to be a big leaguer and what a great opportunity for our young man to learn from somebody that was in their shoes and had the same goals and aspirations that they had. So that was really neat. And then the draft guys, it, it's, it's really impressive of how many. And, and the recent guys – you know, you talk about some of your greatest memories was Corey Howell getting drafted from our program twice. 
um, came in, nobody had recruited him. He didn't have any really offers out of high school and just worked, went, put his nose down and, and worked and got drafted twice. He's currently in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Um, Peyton Long is in the Milwaukee Brewers organization right now playing minor league baseball from West Des Moines Valley. Um, another tremendous kid, unbelievable athlete. So what you start to see is what you can do in a place like this. And, and that's what we want kids to understand is it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where we're working and how we get there. And, and to all the kids' credit that, that have made the big jump and got to a Power 5 or Division 1 or Division 2 NAI, they've worked at it. They've earned it. They have come in and worked. And, and that's what we challenge them to do every day. And, and the credit goes to them because without their work ethic and their desire, they don't get where they want to go. Now, Coach, at some point I do want to talk about the Dubuque County guys, past, present, and future. But I, I don't think it'd be fair if we had you on here, we didn't talk about this year's upcoming team. So looking at your 2021 squad, what would you say are the Kirkwood Eagles' biggest strength going into the season? Uh, this year's biggest strength is for sure our depth. Um, we have more depth in our program right now than we've ever had. And we have depth on the mound. We have depth um, on the on the field as far as offensive players, guys that can play multiple positions. Um, we'll run out 12 to 13 guys that can throw 90 miles an hour plus right now. And a couple of our coaches, you know, Coach Adams and Coach Day, we joke all the time. Like a guy will throw and, you know, Grayson Dresick touches 94. And I'm like, hey, do we have any guys like that? And they're like, Coach, we were throwing 84 back in the day. You know, and, and just to see that jump in, in the talent is, is really unique. So we, we have a lot of depth. Um, very athletic. We can really run. We can put an outfield out there that's all six six, six five runners or better. Um, that also can swing and have some pop. I mean, you got Joel Vasky. You know, I know we'll talk about here in a little bit, but Joel Vasky's a six six runner that can hit a ball as far as anybody. Um, you know, so you put that athleticism with with some power, ability to hit home runs, and then our pitching. Our pitching is different than it's ever been. Um, a lot of young arms that can really throw it. Um, it's going to be tough for the coaches to write an opening day lineup and to come up with the pitching rotation um, the first week. So it, it's probably caused more stress than than it should because you're trying to think of what's fair and what's right. But um, we're looking forward to it. I, I think this team has a, a chance to be really good, uh, but we have to work. And right now, you know, we're, we're 11, 12 practices in this spring and I mean, we haven't left practice without feeling good about our effort, our energy, and, and our attitude. It's been really good so far, so I'm really proud of the guys. I can tell that you're stressing about it because your beard, your <laughs> goatee, has a little bit more gray hair than the last time I saw you. <laughs> a lot more, a lot more. And to be honest, I trimmed it a little bit because it was getting really gray. So, uh, yeah, that that is for sure. And I, I'll keep my hat on because you'll see a hairline that you'll definitely see the stress. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I forgot to grab my hat before <laughs> I came down. I, I cannot give his name on the air because I, I did not get permission from him, but I got a direct message on Twitter from somebody saying, Kirkwood has 12 guys that are touching 90 and I'm not sure if some of the, the – he said that they have some guys that might not even see the mound that are touching 90. So, again, um, just crazy the amount of depth. And I know you and, and your staff, you're going to give everybody an opportunity to show, to show what, they, what they can prove. Um, 
you think about your team, you think about your squad, what do you think right now your team needs to improve on the most? What, what might be a weak point or, or some improvements, adjustments that you have to make early on? You know, I think the biggest thing that we challenged our guys going into the spring is understanding the depth that we have and understanding the situation that that can cause is you have a lot of really good players that aren't going to be on the field as much as they would um, typically. How do we handle that? How do we come together as a team? How do we gel and pull for the guy next to us? And I think that is something that sometimes get overlooked at a two-year school because at a two-year school, you're going there to get somewhere else. Okay. So it's easy to look out for yourself first. It's easy to look at what can I get, but we also have a job to be a team and we work on that a lot. Uh, we do mental training. We had mental training tonight after practice and, and we talk about those things and to see this team coming together right now is, is very important for us, but it's also exciting. I didn't see that every day in the fall. And that's usually a staple of our program is we have unbelievable culture and unity. That's very important to us. It's something we talk about and stress. That is something that I think could dictate how well we do this season, just because, as you said, if you're number 11 and you're throwing 91 miles an hour, are you going to get the innings that you want? And if you don't, what are you going to do to keep working to earn those innings? And if our guys buy into that, that they're going to get an opportunity and they keep working and developing, then you can have the success that you want to as a team. As soon as you start looking at it for just me, that's where it can be trouble. So it's not an issue right now, but it is something that we definitely discuss because as a staff, it is concerning because of the depth that you have. Coach, you mentioned the mental training that your team does. I'm going to plug the podcast here. If you have not listened to the Jackson Bennett episode, go back and, and do that. He does talk about what he went through at Kirkwood with the meditation and the yoga and the mental aspect of the game and how you guys spent just as much time preparing your minds and preparing your bodies than, than you were preparing for the game of baseball, whether it be BP or grounders or or throwing. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. Coach, if I make it down to Kirkwood and fans want to flock to Kirkwood Ballpark, who are some of the top players that people are going to want to see? Who are the scouts coming to watch? And who are the college coaches flocking to Kirkwood, Cedar Rapids, Iowa to, to watch? Yeah, first off, we got to make sure we make that happen. We got to get you down for a game. Uh, we may even put you out there and throw a little BP to, to get our guys going. But, yeah, we'll definitely got to get you there. And, and we would love to see as many people out as possible because I think we're going to play an exciting style of baseball. Um, it starts for us with two of our returning outfielders, um, Joel Vasky being one and, and Josh Fitzgerald being the other. Um, those two guys were both hitting around 500 when the season got cut short last year, 12 games in. and. And Joel had four home runs, and Josh had three, and they had a bunch of RBIs. They were hitting three, four for us. Um, Josh is committed to Dallas Baptist University, and and Joel's committed to Southeast Missouri. You know, so you got two guys right there that are high end Division One hitters um, that are super athletic. They both can run. They both hit for power, um, and our lineup will be built around them a little bit. Um, Lorenz Elon is a shortstop that's six foot three, six foot four. Absolutely looks the part. Um, unbelievable kid that just hits everything that you throw up to him. Um, will surprise you with some power. 
really smooth glove, throws it across the infield, low to mid-90s. Um, he's a very good talent. And then position-wise, you know, it, it's really deep all the way around. Uh, we really like the freshman, Alex Pendergast, at second base. Um, he can really swing it. I think he has a chance to be a power five hitter someday. Kyle Mater's back that had four home runs after 12 games at, at third base. Um, and then you always got to have, you know, someone that can handle the your pitching staff, which is important. And Cade Moss does a great job with that. Casey Soley transferred in from Southeast Missouri State from Cedar Falls High School. I think he has a chance. And then Mike Robles is back for a third year as a catcher. Uh, but, it, but it all starts on the mound. Um, we all know that. Um, I think we're going to score runs, but you have to be able to pitch. Um, you got Luke Llewellyn coming back, who's Urbandale. He's a Class 4A player of the year three years ago, and he's going to go to the University of Iowa next year. Luke is big, physical, 90-93 mile-an-hour fastball, big 12-6 curveball, um, high spin rate, can pitch up in the zone, very talented. And then Clayton Nettleton, who was at the University of Iowa his first year, came back to our place. And Clayton is, he just committed to Charleston Southern. Um, he's another 90-93. We've had him up to 94. Um, can really pitch. Ryan Yates from Oskaloosa, 6'4", 6'5", righty. Um, was a state championship basketball player at Oskaloosa High School. Um, Ryan had been out for a while with some shoulder tightness, and he threw his first pin the other day. Um, and he was 89, 90. I don't know if he missed a spot. And um, as a coach, you leave the the practice saying, we just got better today um, because Ryan Yates threw the way he did. Um, and then we have some young arms. Reese Buter, Tyler Charter, Grayson Dresick are all getting uh, – scouts are reaching out to them. They've had Power Fives reaching out to them as freshmen. They're all low 90s. Dresick's been up to 94, 95. Buter's been up to 93. Charter's 93. Um and they can really pitch. They all have secondary stuff. And then, of course, you know, Dubuque County guys with, with uh, Goodman, Beerman, and, and Henry. And I, and we can talk more in depth about them. But those guys have to play a role for us to, to be good, that's for sure. Coach, um, I would love to come down to a game. Everybody that listens to the show knows that I hate cold weather. I am, uh, <laughs> I'm stuck in Iowa. I should be in Arizona, but... I will try to make it to I, – I would like to make it to a couple games. I, I, I just want to see this team. I was looking at your guys' roster, and and I was recognizing names from when I had coached, and the names that you guys have are, are the best in the business from when I coached uh, high school. We recently had Jackson Bennett, who's now rehabbing an injury at Michigan State. Could you tell us a little bit about him and also some of the other debut – county kids that you've had in the past where they ended up going and and how they ended up panning out or or how you think that their future looks for them yeah for sure jackson bennett um is a kid that you love to talk about jackson bennett is one of the all-time best kids that i've ever been around um what he represents on and off the field what he brings to a team um I think of back to when Roy Williams was an assistant coach at basketball at North Carolina, and he said, we recruited Michael Jordan differently. We recruited Jackson Bennett like he was Michael Jordan. Like, that's what we thought of, of Jackson Bennett. And we knew what he would bring to our program. And then when you get him into your program, what a special kid. And for him to come in, he had one low Division One offer out of high school for him to turn that into a Big Ten opportunity at Michigan State where they're counting on him to pitch really big innings, 
um, you're, you're just happy for that kid. I mean, he has worked at it. He's earned it. I think he came on more visits to our place than any other kid because he wanted to know every piece of information that we would give him when he was there. He wanted to make an educated decision of who would help him. And I'll never forget the day that I got that call um, that Jackson was coming and we'll forever be thankful for that. And I, I still stay in touch quite often with Jackson and just his responses that he gives back to you are mature beyond years. And you're, you're just really proud of that. Um, some other guys that, that have had a lot of success at Kirkwood, Austin Clements pitched in our program, um, ended up going and, and pitching at Clark for Coach Spain, um, who does a tremendous job at Clark, and we love when guys go there. Um, Clemens was, was really good. He's actually the third in career wins in our program, um, so he had a lot of success. I think of Nate McMullen, who's, who's now at uh, coaching basketball, um, he came to our place as a walk-on and was one of the few walk-ons that made it and didn't play a lot for us, but worked every day and continued to grow and went on and had a great career at Clark. And now to see him coaching, uh, that makes our day to, to see a kid like that affecting young people. Um, and then I look back at, you know, a little bit before my time, some of the, the best players to play at Kirkwood were Dubuque County guys, the Cascade boys. Um, there was a run of baseball in Cascade that was really, really good with Micah Green and Roman Hummel and uh, Jason Simon, Marty Sutherland, um, those guys, you know, Micah Green's second in career wins, third in career Ks, Roman Hummel's in the top 10 RBI, Sutherland and Simon are top three um, hits for a career at our place. And kind of a, a neat story is I didn't get to coach those guys at uh, Kirkwood but I was a recruiting coordinator at the University of Northern Iowa and recruited Sutherland, Simon, and Green um, to play at, at UNI. And they were part of that regional tournament team and three of the best recruits we had. I, I was glad that they were good buddies because that made it a lot easier. Coach, that's that's a great story. Thanks for doing your research and, and pulling up those guys. Also, Hempstead people that are listening to this. Hempstead basketball coach Kurt Deutsch also went on to pitch at, at Kirkwood. I, I don't, I can't remember what type of career he had there, but I know he was a phenomenal uh, baseball player. Now, coach, we do have to talk about the four guys from Dubuque County that you have on roster. Sam Goodman. I'm going to throw out the name. First thing that pops into your head, what are you thinking about him? What do you think their role might be? Now, I, I do stalk you guys on Twitter, and I saw when you guys were doing the Kirkwood World Series that Sam Goodman did earn a save in the Kirkwood World Series. Are you thinking he's closer mentality, or is that just a way to get him innings? What's what's uh, Sam Goodman from West Dubuque? What's his role going to look like this year? You know, the first thing, when you said what's the first thing you think of with Sam Goodman, I think competitor. That, that kid competes at a level that's different than most young men and what allows him then to have different roles is that competitiveness we don't know what sam's role is going to be for sure sam is good enough for us to pitch starter in our conference play like he is that talented he's also good enough where you could use him in different roles and we just like the competitiveness that he brings and we're going to use him in a lot of different ways um he could start opening weekend for us he could close, as you said, because Sam is, he's not the biggest guy out there, but he's not afraid of anything. And he is not afraid of any moment. Um, unbelievable high school career that he had. 
Um, he just brings something different to our staff because he's so competitive. Um, so I don't know that that he's going to decide that here in the next couple of weeks, how we're going to use him. But what we'd like is if somebody can fill a role a little bit different, he can fill whatever role we need. So he, if, if the Kirkwood Eagles are going to be good this year, Sam Goodman's going to be a big part of that. That's for sure. And people listening, Sam Goodman also did make our all decade team of the Dubuque County. I'm sorry, Dubuque area baseball podcast. If you want to go back and give that episode another listen. Now, when I think of Sam, he has one of the most fiercest sliders I think I've ever seen. When I would go watch West Dubuque play, when, just to watch him pitch, and I swear if there was not a catcher, his slider would almost work like a boomerang and would come right back to him. It, it has that much movement on it. You mentioned him earlier. What about Joel Vasky from Beckman? Joel is a freak athlete. Um, he's one of the better athletes that we've had come through our program. Um, strong, physical, get him in the weight room. He just brings a leadership about him that guys rally around. Um, if we were to open the season today, Joel would be the cleanup hitter. Um, Joel would start in left field and, and play a major role for us. Um, happy for him. You know, Joel's a, a great story too, because when we recruited Joel, Joel was being recruited as a walk-on for a long time for us. And we didn't know to give him money or not. And every time you saw him, you just liked him more. You liked him more. And he earned a scholarship. And he earned it from us a little bit later than some other kids. And then when he got here, he came in as a catcher. We started seeing his athleticism. We moved him to left field. And, and he went from someone that committed a little bit late to being one of the best players that we have in our program. And you just – you won't – outwork Joel Vasky. And because of that, um, he will have a big year this year and he's going to help us win games. I'm curious about this next guy because he's been known in the area as one of the most dangerous hitters for a long time. His pitching stats were always average, but then he used that as motivation to get better and had one of the most remarkable years on the mound that Dubuque County has seen. I'm talking about Andrew Henry. What are your plans for him? What is his outlook? Is he strictly a hitter? Is he a, strictly a pitcher? Is he going to be a two-way guy for you? How's he, how's he looking? Well, he's looking great right now. Um, Andrew has come a long way since he's gotten to Kirkwood and he played a lot of travel ball that was against great competition. So Andrew had seen a lot of that, which gave him an advantage coming into our place. Um, and going, like you said, what a high school year he had, I mean, leading that team offensively and, and on the mound, the way he did right now for us, we're going to try to not use him a lot on the mound. Um, he's somebody there that if we need an arm, we need somebody to eat some innings. We're going to do that. Andrew's future is at the offensive side of the game. So instead of taking a lot of time away from that to, to try to become a better pitcher, to pitch at this level consistently, we want him to get every rep that he needs to offensively in the infield to continue to grow and continue to develop. Um, we would say as coaches from the off-season workouts to today, Andrew's made as big a jump as anybody in our program. Um, he's really committed to it. He has a work ethic about himself. Um, 
he's a quiet kid. He doesn't say a whole lot. He is not going to get real excited about anything. Um, if him and Goodman are in a conversation, Sam's doing the talking and, and Andrew's doing the listening. Um, but he lets his bat do the talking. And he is he's really grown, and we're looking forward to seeing where can he take this thing over the next two years because if he continues to commit, the bat's going to get bigger and bigger. Um, he's starting to hit the ball, and I, and I know this is going to sound crazy for guys, that, people that have seen him, but he's starting to hit the ball even further. And he's hitting it harder, more consistent, and that's what it takes at this level. So if he can continue to put the time in, continue to work in the weight room, Andrew's got a very bright future. And I don't want to shortchange Andrew by any means, but he was the Mississippi Valley Player of the Year last year as well. Now you have a Southpaw from Western Dubuque. I believe he came from Creighton, but I could be mistaken. But what can you tell us about Zach Bierman? You know what? I, you learn a lot about your players when you get them here, especially someone like Zach that we weren't in the recruiting as much. He transferred in from Creighton. There is a guy that loves his craft and studies it and works at it. And I didn't know that when we first start talking to, to Zach a little bit. And he is, you know, we do a lot of stuff with Rapsodol and, and studying movement. And, and Zach is right there. And he wants to know why. He wants to know what's causing that. And he wants to grow and he wants to get better every day. We all know that he has the arm to do it. I mean, his arm is, is electric. Um, he's been up to 91 miles an hour as a left-handed pitcher and, and that can be really exciting. So from our end, we want to use Zach late in the game. Um, I think that's what fits him best right now, um, is come in and close a game or come in and say, Zach, they got their three and four hitters are left-handed hitters. You go decide this game right now by going, getting those two guys out. And I think that that would be a really good role for him is to have success out of the pen. I think that's what he is going to be at the next level. Um, division one wise, I think Zach is a, is a bullpen guy and he could be a really, really good one. And, and we would love to see him continue to develop, continue to be consistent and more consistent so we can get in those big innings that he wants and that he, that he deserves. Coach Rima, thanks for being a guest on the Dubuque area baseball podcast. I was a little nervous when I sent you that Twitter message because I thought you were going to say, I'm in Cedar Rapids, you're in Dubuque. Why do I want to talk to you about baseball? So it's just to show you how passionate he is. I can't remember. You either said sure thing or let's do it or I'm, I'm in. It was it was no hesitation. It was no back and forth. It was no questions. It was, yeah, let's do it. So, Coach, I want to let you know that um, if Kirkwood has any programs for me, I still have uh, four years left of eligibility. I'm inspired to go play for you. I think I can probably hit maybe 62 on the gun, so I might be a good change of pace ethos guy if uh, you ever need an innings eater. So um, guys in the area, check out Kirkwood. Um, Coach Todd Rima doing great things down there. Coach, before we hit into that podcast ending double play, anything you want to promote, um, plug your social media, where we can find schedules, um, anything that you need to talk about anybody you'd like to thank before we uh, end this fun. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to thank you for, for having me on, you know, anytime we get a chance to talk about our program and the young men that represent our program, 
um, you're right. We jumped right at that opportunity. We got a lot to be proud of. So I, I really, really appreciate that. And also, like I said earlier, what you do for baseball, um, that's important to us coaches. So thank you for doing that. Um, Thanks, Coach. Follow us. You bet. Follow us on um, our website, KirkwoodEagles.com. Um, you can follow us on, on Twitter. We try to put as much information out as we can on our baseball Twitter account. Also, our athletic Twitter. We have um, uh, Ryan Kirsch does a great job with our um, graphics and all the, the things that he can put out there that guys like me aren't quite as good at. Um, he does a great job of promoting our kids and promoting our programs. And then we, we have Instagram. Um, we try to get as much information out about our program. And what, what you'll see on our program is we celebrate our players. We're going we're gonna to talk about our players' success. We're going to talk about our former players' success. Um, our program is about our players, and it's about our players, number one. You're not going to read about um, what's something that, that I did as a coach or what our, we're coaching. We, this is about the Kirkwood Eagle baseball player and the Kirkwood Eagle family, and, and we're going to promote them and, and be proud of them. So jump on board with that and, and get on and, and see what we're doing and, and see what those kids are um, accomplishing. It, it's really neat to think that the Kirkwood Eagle baseball program could have a couple Iowa kids could go in the first two or three rounds this year. Um, a lot to be excited about that way. And then come watch us play. Um, you will be blown away the competition in our league. We play against unbelievable teams every weekend. Our conference is set up where we play double headers on Saturday, Sunday, and then Wednesdays. We have amazing coaches in our league, great players, a lot of guys that go on to Division One. Uh, you won't be disappointed if you drive down to Cedar Rapids and you watch two teams get after it for a four-game set. Um, it will be well worth your time, and, and we would appreciate any support, team people that come out and, and support our guys. Coach Rima, thanks again for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Best of luck to all the players and coaches for this 2021 season. 6-4-3, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.